0: Isaiah chapter 54 verse 2. So that's as Isaiah chapter 54 verse 2. And it says, Enlarge the place of your tent. And let them stretch out the curtains of your dwellings. Do not spare. Lengthen your cords and strengthen your stakes. It's like, what does that mean? How do you enlarge the place of your tent? How? If we open to Hosea, I think that's how you say it, Hosea chapter four, verse six. Hosea chapter four, verse six. It says, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Because you have rejected knowledge, I also reject you from being priests for me. So there's something powerful about knowledge. Do we agree? So if God is saying we should enlarge our tents, I was thinking, what tents? And then it came to, to my mind and I understood that he meant enlarge your capacity, your knowledge, increase in knowledge. The Bible passage we'll be focusing on today is second Timothy chapter two verse fifteen. Second Timothy chapter two verse fifteen. 2 Timothy, it says, be diligent to present yourself approved to God, a worker who does not need to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. What we've done here is we've actually divided this just this Bible passage into three parts, and then we'll just dig deep into each section, and after we can summarize and like the next steps on what we need to do. Well, the first thing it says, so some, some, some versions say study, study to show yourself approved. So under this section of study to show yourself approved, there are three things that I want us to take. First thing is that when we seek knowledge, when we develop our skills, our training, our capacity, well, and when I'm talking about this, I'm not talking about just in church. I'm not talking about just studying the Bible. I'm talking about wherever we are, where, wherever God has placed us. So if you if you know if you think about it, when when um, God said to to Philip, go and join yourself to that chariot, and he went and joined himself to the chariot. So wherever we are is because God has placed us there, and God expects us as light of the world to actually have an impact in that situation wherever we are. So what it's saying here is when we seek knowledge, when we develop our skills, so wherever we are, it could be career-wise, it could be spiritually, in our family, we should be doing it to bring glory to God. So it says here, approved to God. So at times when we're at work, we're thinking, oh, I'm just doing this for the money. I just want to get money and then I'll go. And you're not diligent. You're not even developing yourself in any way, You need to remember that everything you do, wherever you are, you're meant to be the light. You're meant to be showing forth God's glory. (laughs) Second thing is that you have to put in the work. You have to put in the work. So don't think, oh, you're going to be sitting down one day, God, give me, God, give me. And somehow you just become perfect. You just become so skilled at what you do. And and you just, you know, doing things and you say, yes, God gave this to me. You have to put in the work. So when I was looking at the different versions, it says, says, some say earnestly, some say continuously, regardless of um, bezilus, some say diligently endeavor. If we look at Daniel chapter 6, verse 3. So Daniel chapter 6, verse 3. It says, then this Daniel distinguished himself above the governors and satraps." Because an excellent spirit was in him. So it says, Daniel distinguished himself. Not, obviously it was by God's grace, but it doesn't say God distinguished Daniel. It says, Daniel distinguished himself, but it was because he had an excellent spirit. And if we look at the story of Daniel, we'll see that it wasn't someone who he was sleeping one day and God just, just said, okay, this guy, I'm going to put my spirit in him and everything is going to be great. You can see that he actually put in the work, regardless of what was happening. When people were saying, oh, you're not allowed to pray, you're not allowed to fast or something, he continued, he was like, I will do this. When they said, no, we want you guys to eat meat, he was like, no, I will do this because he knew who he was. He had the knowledge of God and he worked in it. So that's the second point I wanted us to take, that we have to put in the work. The third one is that we have to do it in a specific way. So when you're enlarging your tent, when you are growing or gaining knowledge, increasing in knowledge, there's a specific way you have to do it. If we open our Bibles to Mark chapter 12, verse 30... I'm sure we're all very familiar with this. So Mark twelve thirty. It says, And you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. So when you are seeking knowledge, when you're looking to increase your capacity, you're expected to do it with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, and with all your strength. How can we do that? Because if you, the way God is, God doesn't do half-heartedly. We all know the part. I think it's in Revelation chapter 3, 15-17, where he talks about um, being lukewarm. God doesn't do lukewarm. If you're going to do something for God, you have to be on fire. You have to do it wholeheartedly. You have to put everything that's in you into it. So when God is saying, enlarge your tent, when he's saying, increase your your capacity, your skillfulness, he's saying, do it with everything that's in you. Be on fire while you do it. Do it with your last breath, your strength. Don't think, oh, I'm perfect now, or oh, I'm there yet. So th- Baba gave, um, I call him today. but it's funny everyone's saying Baba, but he gave a testimony. He said that he got promoted two years ago, and he, he thought, okay, I'm going to wait the next three years. Well, you don't know what the other guy was doing. The other guy was probably going, I'm not waiting the next three years. I'm going for it now. And then you saw that and you thought, wait a minute. Why didn't I get promoted? That's why we need to remember. God wants us to continuously improve. Don't think you're always there. The fact that in your own little family, or maybe a family of six even maybe, you're the one who knows the Bible the most doesn't mean you're there yet. There is still more than needs to be explored. There's more knowledge. If you're out, at work, if you're that golden child that everyone's like, oh, oh Elizabeth's the best, or she, she does that. That doesn't mean you just sit back and relax. You can still be more. God wants us. You know, a light, it says, it says, the light should be set upon the hill and not be hidden. So when God is talking about his plans for us, he's not thinking small. He's thinking big. That's why he said, enlarge your tent strengthen your stakes so strengthen your stakes so he wants you to be a bigger person he wants you to expand your mind when you think of things don't think oh yes i'm going to go to church um i'm going to pray for um my prayer partner if you've got one no think i'm going to go to church and also on my way to churches, I'm going, I'll be praying as I'm seeing people, I'll be speaking in tongues, I'll be praying for them,' be thinking outside the box, be thinking of achieving more. Praise the Lord. So if we look at also, so if we go back to Second Timothy, chapter 2, verse 15, it says, "A worker who has no need to be ashamed." So this got me thinking, why would I be ashamed as a worker? What would make you ashamed as a worker? (laughs) So I was thinking about that, and then I thought, okay, let's go to the story of the talents. Right? Jesus said, the kingdom of God is like. So God was comparing. So that was one of the parables that God used to describe the kingdom of God. So, as workers in the house of God, let's take that, let's look at that passage in Matthew chapter 25. So Matthew 25 from 15 to 27. I'll read Matthew 25. Okay. So it, it talks about, and to one, so it says, for the kingdom of heaven is like a man traveling to a far country who called his own servants and delivered his goods to them. And to one he gave five talents, to another two, to another one, to each according to his own ability. And immediately he went on a journey. Then he he who had received the five talents went and traded with them and made another five talents. And likewise, he who had received two gained two more also. But he who had received one went and dug in the ground and hid his lord's money. After a long time, the lord of those servants came and settled accounts with them. So he who had received five talents and brought five other talents saying Lord you delivered to me five talents look I have gained five more talents besides them his lord said to him well done good and faithful servant you were faithful over a few things I will make you ruler over many things enter into the joy of your lord enter into the joy of your lord he also who had received two talents and came and said, Lord, you delivered to me two talents. Look, I have gained two more talents besides them. His Lord said to him, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of the Lord, your Lord. Then he who had received the one talent came and said, Lord, I knew you to be a hard man, reaping where you have not sown, And gathering where you have not scattered seed. And I was afraid and went and hid your talent in the ground. Look, there you have what is yours. But his Lord answered and said to him, You wicked and lazy servant. You knew that I reap where I have not sown and gather where I have not scattered seed. So you ought to have deposited my money with the bankers. And then says, therefore, take the talent from him and give it to him who has 10 talents. So what, I think that, so, so so looking, going back to that, being not ashamed, so so a worker who has no need to be ashamed, would we all agree that at that point, the ta- the servant with the one talent was ashamed? Would we all agree? Now let's look at the things that, that he did that led, because I remember um, John said, it, sin is usually a process, but let's look at the things that he did that led to that final state of him being ashamed and him being thrown out. If we look at um, verse 21 and 23, if you see what the Lord said to those other two servants, he said, well done, good and faithful servant. So that means this servant we're talking about, the one with the one talent, he was unfaithful. He was unfaithful. So when you need to enlarge your capacity, you have to be faithful in whatever it is you're doing. So if someone is saying to you, okay, what we need you to do is take this this iPad and put it on that table. Being faithful is making sure you're doing that, but also be thinking of how can I optimize the way I move this iPad from here to there? And even when no one's around, you're still doing it. Second thing, is unskillfulness so if we look at in verse 15 I always like to bring highlight this to people it says and to one he gave five talents to another two and to another one to each according to his own ability God will only work with you according to your own ability God is not limited you limit God so if you're expecting something from God, if you're expecting, if, if you think, oh, you know, I wanna be going around laying hands on people, healing the sick. Um, Aura shared about, you know, the way she interacted with the homeless man and the way she was moved. You're thinking, you know what, I just want, when I see people on the street and I just wanna lay hands on, on them and they should be filled or... Okay, yeah, great, you wanna do that, but what are you doing to develop yourself, to develop your skillfulness, to be able to to reach that state? What are you doing? It's so nice that God brought this this word to us this year. This is January. So you have got time to do it. So you can. If you start now, if you start today, there's no stopping you. So God can say to you, well done, good and faithful servant. I pray that that will be our testimony in Jesus' name. <laughs> Third thing is lukewarmness. So, so I've got lukewarmness, negligence, and slothfulness. I'll put all three of them into one bracket. But if you if you look at the way he it responded, so imagine there are three of you standing in front of... So, so you're all standing there, and your master is talking to you. And the first one, he says, Oh, look, I have doubled what you gave me. And the seven, the, the, the master says, Well done. Duh, duh, duh. Second one, I've doubled it. Oh, well done. And then you have the cheek. He had the cheek to come and say, Well um, because I know you, you like to reap what you've not sown, so I just didn't do anything with it, so take, that's your one talent. That showed the, the, the state of his mind. And if we're not careful, we could find ourselves there. Because when you're reading stories, you, you can say, ah, what a silly servant. But think about it, are you there? You could be. Where well, you get to that place where you're lukewarm, you don't care. Oh, there was a time when oh, you, you had to get to, to church by 10. You had to. But now you get to church at ten fifteen. You're like, well, it's all right. You get to church at ten thirty. And I'm, t- you know, what? Remember, I started off with, God, what do you want me to 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 teach your people? And then, <laughs> and God said, no, no, no. What do you want to learn from me? So I'm not just talking to you. I'm telling you what God wants us, including myself, to learn. Are you at? Are you in that state of lukewarmness? Are you in that state where? You feel like, okay, I know yeah, I know where Genesis is and I know where Revelation is, everything else, I can use my iPad, I can Google it. Are you there? Is that where you are? So he was lukewarm and then he was negligent. How how what's the word? How ridiculous that you would take a talent and you bury it in the ground. What if someone had gone and dug it up? Couldn't even be bothered to take it to the bank. Think about how are you managing God's talent or God's things in your life. How are you managing the, the the gifts that God has given to you? Are you protecting? Are you guarding it? Are you saying this is what God has given me? If you can sing, how are you are you there screaming and shouting? Ha ha ha! Drinking fizzy drinks or whatever it is that you should not be doing. Or are you saying, oh, God has given me this thing, I have to protect it? Okay, no sweet things, no fizzy things. Oh, I'm going to be singing, I'm going to be leading God's people tomorrow, so I need to protect my voice. I need to meditate, I need to worship, I need to prepare myself, I need to fast, I need to pray. How are we guarding the talent that God's given to us? May God help us. Amen. And the next thing I've got here is slothfulness. Oh my god. How slothful are we? <laughs> How slothful are we? If you look at so, so, so if you look at the way Paul was Paul was someone who was so zealous for what he was doing that when he got converted to the kingdom of God he was able to bring that passion The hardworking spirit, fervent, he was constantly just going, just going, just going. Even when he was in prison, he was going. He was sending letters to people, telling them what to do, do this, do that, do that. That's how we should be, regardless of where we are. So you can say, okay, I want to, okay, this year I want to read five books to develop my knowledge of, I don't know, prayers, for example, or Maybe you're an accountant and you want to to do like three accountancy exams to, to to build yourself. And then the first few months, you're like, oh, I feel ill. Oh, I can't do it. And then you stop. How have you brought glory to God? As Christians, wherever we are, people are meant to see us and go, there's something different about them. Look at Daniel. How amazing is that? People, the Bible says people saw him. And they saw that God was with him. Hello? So if you don't believe in God, how can you see someone and know that God was with that person? That means it must have been so obvious. Glaringly obvious. Even some say, some other verses have said, they knew he had, they saw he had an excellent spirit. Wow. We have to build ourselves to that level constantly, continuously, where people see that excellence in us. And they're like, wow, there's just something. So even if they don't know God, they're like, there's something about you. There's something excellent about you. May God help us. It's also going back to, so, so like I said, our reference verse or passage is Second Timothy chapter 2, verse 15. So another bit that it says here is rightly dividing the word of truth. So, if we open to Hebrews chapter five, verse twelve. Hebrews five, twelve. It says, "For though by this time you ought to be teachers, you need someone to teach you again the first principles of the oracles of God, and you have come to need milk and not solid food." Here it's saying. It's in rightly dividing the word of truth. You have to develop your knowledge, so spiritually, socially, which in all capacity, in all areas, so that even when things happen, you can tell. You're not the one who's sitting there, and they're still teaching you. Some of us, we've been Christians for God knows how long, and they're still teaching us the same thing over and over again. You're still going, but why should I pay my tithe? Oh, but why should I fast and pray, you know? When we should be the ones now teaching people. God wants us to get to the stage where we're not only eating solid food, but we're also feeding others solid food. (laughs) Hallelujah. So something i want us to get take from this section as well this rightly dividing the word of truth is a very very important part first thing is that knowledge is essential to keep you steadfast knowledge is essential to keep you steadfast if you find that you're that type of person where when things are going well you're happy everything's fine but as soon as things start going a bit bad you start to waver your faith starts to you don't want to come to church, I don't want to see people, I don't want to talk, I can't be bothered to go on my knees and pray, I just feel funny. If you're that type of person, then you know what you're missing? Knowledge. If you open your Bibles to Luke chapter 8 verse 6, so Luke 8 6, Yeah, it was talking about, so, so it talks about like different seeds. So this is the story or the parable of the farmer who was spreading or scattering seed. But I want us to focus on the ones that fell on the rock. It says some fell on rock and as soon as it sprang up, it's withered away because it lacked. No, I don't like this one. It says it lacked moisture, but yeah. If you if you look at the interpretation, so God, because the the disciples did not understand, so they went back to Jesus and said, Jesus, please explain to us Because we don't know. But if you look at verse 13, this is where Jesus explained. It says, but the ones on the rock are those who, when they hear, they receive the word with joy, and these have no root. So they believe for a while, and in time of temptation, they fall away. Knowledge gives you root. If you don't have knowledge, if you don't understand the why, the meaning, the, the depth, the breadth, the length then it's it would just fall off because once you understand then you start it makes it that's why if when when we were learning maths back in a levels, there was they were trying to, to teach us to to work something out and the guy the teacher taught us this long way and we thought oh my god this is terrible so we learned it and once we did it was like oh now let me show you a shortcut and he just went so if you could just do this 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 and that's the answer and i thought why did you take us through the long way, he said, because I need you to understand. When you understand, then you remember. So, like I was saying, so they, they, so it's a, your, need, your roots need to be deeper and deeper and wider. And the bit that I used to sort of explain this is in Ephesians chapter 3. Ephesians chapter 3 from verses 17 to 18. It said that so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, and you being rooted and grounded in love may have strength to comprehend with all the science what is the breadth and length and height and depth. That's how strong you want your knowledge to be. So when you're reading something, if you're learning something about the Bible, or if you're learning a certain skill, you want to learn the breadth the length, the height, the depth. You want the roots to go into the ground so that whatever happens, you're still standing by God's grace. Amen. Amen. Um, So also I wanted us to pick something else. Knowledge is essential for knowing the season. Knowledge is essential for knowing the season. If we look at the story of Daniel, saying, Daniel, I love Daniel. I love Daniel. This guy was just amazing. He was just this cool guy. Oh dear! Not only was he cool, he was. We heard he was handsome. He was handsome, cool. Wow. So Daniel. <laughs> yeah, John. John. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> so in um, Daniel chapter nine. Let me just open up to that. Cause I can't see that. It says, in the first year of Darius, the son of Ah Ahasuerus, of the lineage of the Medes, Medes, who was made king over the realm of the Chaldeans, in the first year of his reign, I, Daniel, understood by the books the number of the years specified by the word of the Lord through Jeremiah the prophet, that he would accomplish 70 years in the desolations of Jerusalem. Now, Daniel was studying. So he was able to study the books. So the books were like in those days maybe the bible or history and he he looked at the prophecies and he knew what was meant to have happened and if, so he was able to tell the time the season he was like wait something should have happened by now why isn't it happening so what did he do he set his face toward the lord got to make requests by prayers there are times when we're like oh we're just waiting for god we're saying, okay, in God's time, but what you because you you haven't built that knowledge, you haven't developed yourself, you have not read deep, you haven't realized that. Wait a minute. For Christians, we're always in season. We're always in. You you haven't found that part of the Bible, so you're still waiting, but you what God is expecting is for you to turn your face towards Him, and make things happen, make Him move, not make Him move, but. You know what I mean <laughs> it's on everything, whenever we pray has to be by God's will. so we say, let your will be done because we know what happens when we when we, we move God's hand and it's not time. So let's pray that by understanding the season. By building our knowledge, we can see gaps. We can intercede for our nation. You know, you know all these things that are happening in, in Iran, in Israel, all these things, they're actually in the books. They're in the books. So all we need to do is we just need to recognize the times. So build your knowledge. So I can see, um, it's almost time for me, but the three things, so I put three ways that we can use to grow our knowledge. So it's like a process. The first thing is to understand. So I said it before, I said, understanding helps you to grow. Because the more you understand, the more you get that desire, that hunger to grow. And if we look, so, so if we look at um, Luke 24, 25, um, 24, 45, it says then he opened their minds to understand their scriptures. I want you to write a prayer point. Pray that God will open your mind to understand, that he will open your your eyes and ears of understanding. Because when you understand something, it's easier for you to build up on it. Second thing is to see. So as you're reading, as you're developing yourself spiritually, socially, in whatever way, start to see, start to open your eyes. So he said, oh, okay. The Bible says, this. oh, I can see. I can start to see what's happening. And if you look, God did it a lot in the Bible. When God was going to share, show Abraham his promises, he didn't just say, oh, you're going to be a father of all nations. He said, come, look at the stars. Because there's something about you seeing as well. Um, also, I've got here in Peter's vision, when he was talking, he was trying to tell Peter that, oh, you know, everything I makes, make holy or sacred, it is. He actually gave him a vision of, he lowered animals and told him. He could easily have said, Peter, just go and and talk to that guy and preach to him. Peter would would have just gone. But he wanted him to understand. He wanted him to see why. Another thing is with Peter and the fishes. He said, cast. So he didn't just say, come with me, I'll make you fishes of men. He actually showed him what he could achieve with Jesus by his side, with God by his side so you need to see so as you're reading things if it means drawing things if it, whatever it is just make sure you you're starting to see you're opening your eyes then the final thing is to become i like this to become so get experience so you want to you want to be a pastor or you, okay maybe you don't want to be a pastor but you want to grow spiritually you want to be you want to study your Bible more. Do things. Start to work in that capacity. Maybe say, oh, pastor, please, can I just share a word for like 10 minutes on Wednesday or something or in your house fellowship? Start to do things. If you want to be a director at work, just speak to your mentor or your manager and say, oh, do you mind if I just shadow or just just see what they're doing? I just want to open my eyes. Because at times, when you become, when you start to work or walk in that capacity, you start to be things so that's why God said enlarge your tent strengthen your stake so you have to do it you have to go and take your tents and enlarge it you have to go and your mind open your mind open it up stop being in a little box stop thinking me myself and I Me, and my family and I stop thinking okay I work this is where I want to be okay that's fine and start thinking everything has to be to the glory of God so, I start thinking, how, wherever I am, how can I bring glory and praise to God's name? How can I do this for the kingdom of God, for the body of Christ? So, it's not just about you. So, I've got two prayer points. If we can just close our eyes. In Job chapter 12, verse 13, it says, With God are wisdom and might. He has counsel and understanding let's pray that god will give us wisdom knowledge and understanding let's pray that even as we start to enlarge our attention as we start to enlarge our minds our capacity our skills everything that we do that god will give us this grace that god will give us the the the, the, the ability to grow the ability to increase so that we can bring glory to his name so that we can start to be arrows in his hand just doing the things that he wants us to do in that he wants us to do so that we can bring people to his kingdom so we can help his light to shine so his light can shine through us wherever we are the second prayer point is that God will quicken our minds by his Holy Spirit. Romans chapter 8 verse 11, it says, If the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ Jesus from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit. Let's pray that wherever we're feeling stagnant, wherever we feel that we just haven't got the strength or we don't feel like going on, that God will, by his Holy Spirit, quicken And give life to our body give life to our minds that he will give life to our spirit that God will propel us forward and that will increase even as he has given his word that we will enlarge our tent that his name may be glorified In Jesus' name. And so, Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you, oh Lord, because we know that the reason that we are where we are is because of your grace. We thank you, oh Lord, because we know that you're the one who gives wisdom and understanding. We pray, oh Lord, that even as we've asked that you please give unto us, that we will be who you want us to be, oh Lord, that we will bring glory to your kingdom and not shame, O oh Lord. That dear Father that your name will be glorified through us in Jesus' name. Amen.